Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and delighted to be joined once more by Greg Browning for another look ahead to the weekend's best bets. How's it going, Greg? Yes, good morning. Very well, thank you. Doing very well. Good as we approach the end of another month. It looks like another month's profit on the channel, so you'll have some very happy members following you at the moment. Yeah, really, really pleased. Um, we're tracking probably double figures anyway. Uh, we've got one day left tonight, which is Thursday, and I'll have a Europa League bet place tonight. But worst case scenario, probably looking at about 10 to 11 points profit. Best case scenario is 16. So I think any month that's double points is a good month. But yeah. saying that though, I think looking back across the month, you can probably feel a bit aggrieved, it's not a little bit more. But we will be greedy and happy to deliver. <laughs> I think that's 12 months now of 15 profit, which is great. And seven of the last eight months have been profitable too. So, yeah, really, really pleased. Yep, profit's profit. Um, and one man that's kind of helped us along the way in terms of getting some of those profitable months is David Weatherston, who is joining us from Norway. How's it going, David? Um, yeah, good afternoon for, for me. Yeah, I'm well, thanks. Yeah. How's, how's things over in Norway? Are we heading quickly heading towards, towards winter, winter over there? Um, yeah, it's uh, nights are getting pretty dark, and it's uh, yeah, it's not so pleasant just now. Yeah, you your sad it. lamp looked out, David. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually going to Scotland on Monday for the first oh, time yeah. in two years. It's so, getting wow. quiet, Greg. I know. Didn't even tell us. Do you know, <laughs> charming, eh? <laughs> Do you know? Actually, uh, yeah, my, my my wife said uh, you you got to make up with the podcast, guys. So maybe we can. Oh, that was nice. At least she's thinking of us. But <laughs> get her on the podcast instead. <laughs> she's probably doing better than me in the Scottish it's such a pity there's uh, there's no games next weekend. We could have actually done. A, I know. I was really annoyed. A, a podcast together. It's so typical face coming to over face. for the international break. But um, yeah, I won't be going to. I won't be going to Hamden. Uh, I don't think. So uh, I'll just be watching whatever international football's on. Well, we we shall discuss pints and organising yes. of such uh, after the podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks for letting us know. Uh, <laughs> so so we'll cover Norway. Uh, on the duration of the podcast, we'll do that towards the end of the podcast. But first, we're going to have a wee look at Scotland. Greg, last weekend on the podcast, um, fairly even. I think probably more winners than than losers. Yeah, fine lines last weekend. I think um, cards in the Scottish Premiership just unbelievable. My big mate Fitz said the referees are handing out cards like confetti, and he's not wrong. Um, some of the card counts, some of the clubs have racked up. Motherwell, 23 cards this season already. Livingston, 22. Um, been terrific for cards so far. Uh, Dundee Corners as well. Landed again against Rangers. Um, we've got a bet builder in the St. Bern v Aberdeen game on the Sunday. I think we're a Clyde goal short. And unbelievably, David Goodwill didn't score. Yeah. On Saturday. They won 2-0 at East Fife, who we'll speak about later. Um, Celtic. Really getting on my nerves now, Celtic. <laughs> uh, a 1-1 draw against Dundee United. Um, the Ayeti miss. Um, when we speak about that when we go through the individual games and we're a, a goal short at Hibs so fine lines but yeah better than um, it could have been three, I think three winners and three losers yeah not too bad at all uh, hopefully we'll go a wee bit better this weekend I think you're quite quite excited by this week's card at initial glance um, and we've got a few bets lined up so we'll just tackle them as we always do game by game uh, got six games in the Premiership and obviously a full card below that before we head into the latest international break Greg 
Yeah, obviously, I've made my feelings very clear on the international break. But saying that, the last one proved to be very profitable. Um, yeah. Very, very careful. Do terms of, sorry? Don't do it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think stakes will be low, uh, selections will be low. But I think, again, the card markets in these matches definitely appears to be the right way to go. Mm. I think we had five out of six winners in the card markets in the last international break across the 10 days. So I think I'll be doing the same again on this one. Yeah, but before that, we've got the the weekend to look forward to. Um, some good games coming up. Um, I, I guess it probably match the day on Saturday's Hearts v Motherwell is as good a place to start as any. Um, well, I thought it would be Saints v Dundee, but okay. okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could almost guarantee that the Saints v Dundee will not be matched the day <laughs> on Saturday. Uh, we'll come to that in a second. Two foreign teams in the league, really, Hearts and Motherwell. Um, Hearts still unbeaten. Motherwell haven't tasted defeat since that opening weekend loss to, to Hibs when they were 2-1 up and eventually lost 3-2. Um, and it'll be quite intriguing to see how this one goes, Greg. Yeah, it's a fascinating game, this one. I think you need to give credit to Motherwell. Um, 14 points from their last six matches, top of the form table, sitting nicely in fourth. They've got a cracking points return so far. Mm-hmm. I think that battle for top six, like we say most weeks, they are in pole position now to maintain and keep that last top six spot. I think the top six, well, mind you, you've seen that, Aberdeen, the state they're in, there might be two spots up for grabs. Ooh. But at the moment, it's definitely, we'll get on to Aberdeen shortly. <laughs> um, but yeah, what a start for them after a sticky kind of League Cup a defeat to Hibs. But to go and win, what, is it four or five now they've won, or three or four, and a draw at Ibrox, um, it's fantastic. Very tough game, though, away to Hearts. I must admit, Hearts are the same price this weekend as they were against Livingston. Motherwell are a much better team than Livingston, so yeah, that doesn't I can't make sense, be having it? Hearts a 4-7. to seven. No. Far too short. Um, Hearts, in terms of corners, only got four last week. One thing I have noticed, though, is Motherwell don't rack up many corners. I think their last four games has been 1-3-0-2. and two. So it's possibly an angle there on Hearts and the handicap. I think Hearts to get most corners is 4-9. to nine, And that's yeah. probably a bit of a banker, actually, I would say. But I think Hearts to get six or seven corners is quite short. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, a t- it's a tricky game. Obviously, I think I've spoken a lot about Motherwell's rough tactics. <laughs> um, 23 cards in seven matches, averaging over three cards a game. No card markets out yet. Be quite intrigued to see what we can get on possibly a bet border between Motherwell cards and maybe Hearts corners. Yeah, I had a wee look at uh, I had a wee look at the referee on Saturday, who's David Monroe, who I'm not familiar with, if I'm being honest. Uh, but he's dished out twelve yellows in these two games so far uh, in the Premier League in the Premier League. Love to see it. Love to see it. Yeah, so that bodes well if, if we are looking at a cards angle here. I think he I think he dished out eight cards in that game between Motherwell and Hibs the opening game of the season. So Yeah, so I think that, that bodes well as well. So I think in terms of this mm. match, I think you have to look at cards here. I don't think Hearts have racked up that many, but they still have plenty of candidates in that team. And Motherwell have got cards right through that team. So very intrigued to see what we can get. Possibly over three cards in the match. I know Unibet, we'll touch upon them when we speak about Aberdeen, had markets out really early. But I think Unibet's a bookie though, quite a weak bookie. They'll limit you straight away. Um, a real pain in the ass to, to deal with, I think, Unibet. But they did have over 3.5 cards at 9 to 10, which I don't think is a bad price. 
Mm-hmm. If you can get anywhere near evens for four cards in these games, given the fact we've just seen so many cards in the Scottish Premiership this season, it's like City B. It's tremendous. Yeah, well, we continue. Uh, David, you get an angle on this one, I think. Um, we'll probably learn a lot about Motherwell here. Yeah, I mean, Motherwell have been in great form, as you say. They've won four of the last five, and <clears throat> including a, a draw against Rangers. So, um, I think... Yeah, I think it's going to be a really tight game. There's no way you can back Hearts at that price. Um, I think if you're even looking at the, the head-to-head between these two, sort of last six six games, there's only been either it's been a draw or there's been one goal between them. So mm-hmm. I think it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a close game. Should be a decent game. Usually, Tynecastle. I expect Tynecastle will be pretty busy, uh, if not if not quite full. Um, so yeah, it should should be a good game, and I think. Uh, Card angle, card angle is definitely the way to go in this one. Given the what, well, say what's at stake. It's early in the season, but these two are obviously early contenders for the top uh, for that third spot. Yeah, I think with the no being in charge as well, as you said, Paul, that excites me even more now for this match. <laughs> yeah, that should be interesting. I guess that's maybe one we'll wait and see how the cars markets play out once once we get them. Yep. OK, on Saturday we've also got Dundee United v Ross County. Dundee United got a really good point at uh, Celtic Park last week. Thought they played really well, actually. Um, and they must be delighted with where they are currently in the table at the moment. Yeah, I think... I don't think we will have an apology, Tam Courts, but he's certainly proving us all wrong so far. I think 11 points so far collected, fifth in the league, some cracking results. Obviously, the beat Rangers have drawn against Celtic. Don't score many goals. I'm just looking here. The f- <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Nine goals in seven games, and that's four and against. They've won 11 points by scoring four goals. Yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> Something going on there. Something wrong with that. Clinical is the word yeah. you're looking for. Clinical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's one way of looking at it, I suppose. 3-1, 3-1-0 wins. Uh, I do like their starting 11. I think McNulty's a great player. I think Hearts are starting to come onto a game as well this season. So they do have a pretty decent starting 11. I think there's question marks over the overall squad itself, but. That said, 11 points is tremendous. They're eight points off the bottom now. Um, I think for United, would always be at this point in the season to try and establish themselves, get points on the board, and they've done that so far. I think this is a tricky match to call. I do still feel very sorry for Ross County. They've played Rangers, Celtic, Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, St Johnston, and they were away last weekend at the league's form team, Ross County. Sorry, yeah. yeah, Motherwell. And they're so, United too, or just off yeah. the back of a, you know, a nice little run of games as well. Can't keep making excuses for Ross County as they're no. losing matches, but it's such a tricky, tricky start, and I, I do feel for them. This is another tricky match for them, but they're going to have to start collecting points soon. I think Ross County's home games against the likes of St Mirren, sorry, Div, um, Livingston, Dundee. So that's, that's their next two home games: is St Mirren at home and Levy at home. That will give us a great idea where they're, where they're at, and they'll be looking as a must-win at least one of those matches. So, in terms of the betting angle here really difficult. Ross County again, I think they collected four cards at Motherwell last week. Probably another angle here will be will be cards for Ross County here. Again, I don't think we'll get a great price on over 1.5 Ross County cards, but there's probably cards in both teams here. Um, I think this season so far, cards and corners have definitely been the way to go. Yeah. Goal certainly hasn't been the way to go. We've avoided goals like the plague in the Premiership this season, yeah. especially matches involving Dungeon United, but... <laughs> Even teams to win, I couldn't pick a winner here. Dungeon United are even money, which I think is probably a fair price. Mm-hmm. Ross County 3-1. to one. 
But yeah, I wouldn't like to pick a winner here. I think what's encouraging for Ross County is that they are scoring goals. They scored six in their last five. You know, if, I mean, they've scored they scored two more goals than Dundee United, but they're eight points worse off. So, yeah, the boy Charles yeah. Cook looks like he could be a decent player. I think he's got a few for them now. Yeah, I think they're still, still finding their feet, but yeah, they're going to have to start picking up points soon. Uh, I think they'd be happy with the draw here. Probably they're probably quite unlucky to lose last weekend at Ross at Motherwell. Sorry, mm. they lost a late goal to Tony Watt. So um, yeah, trying to see how this match pans out. Any thoughts on this one, David? No, I think uh, I think a lot of people will be looking at the price of Dundee United and sticking it on an ACA or even a big single, just even money, a home team against a team that's not won yet. But yeah, I'd definitely not be on that. Just you can't. I don't think you can back a team that scored so few goals. Mm-hmm. You just can't trust that they'll they'll be able to score more than their opponent when when they've just not scoring goals. Yeah, a good point, yeah, that, David. If Ross County score. Are you going to score two? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, we'll get on to some good, proper, exciting leagues with goals. <laughs> and and all there, but um, <laughs> we'll just go through this Scottish first. Yeah, well, let's do Levy St Mirren and St Joseph and Dundee and get them out of the way first before we start talking about goals. Uh, so, St Johnson v Dundee, Greg. St Johnson, uh, fairly decent record in this fixture, which you must be absolutely loving. Um, six wins. I think without conceding against Dundee, been, is that right? I've been checking my notes. Uh, yes, Dundee's record in Saints. The last six matches, lost all six. 2-0, 1-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, And obviously they haven't scored. And they lost the um, the last match in the, the League Cup, 2-0. So it's quite an intriguing match, this, and the fact that Dundee still haven't won a game yet this season. They're bottom of the league. I do worry that we are odds on at home. <laughs> Our home record is abysmal. So bad. Don't score many goals at home. Definitely cannot be having us at four to five. I get why we are four to five, but there's only three points separating the sides. There's not a lot between the teams in this league. Dundee performed really well last weekend against Rangers. They delivered our four Dundee corners at eleven to eight. I think they hit five last weekend. They hit us for eleven at Dens last week in the cup. I don't think Dundee are playing as bad as their league position suggests. They're just struggling to score goals. They are creating chances, but they're just not being clinical. And across the road at Tanadice, there's a side who are, aren't creating chances, but the ones they are getting, they're scoring them. Mm-hmm. So looking at this, I think I probably highlight this on Monday. I think Dundee corners here, they're, four to, they're 8 to 11 to get four corners, which I think is a great price, to be fair a little bit short to put up as a as a single. You could try and get a, a double on a bet builder under five match goals or over over zero point five goals to boost that to maybe even money or five to six. But I'm happy to take Dundee here at eight to five to get five corners. We've conceded four or more corners now in six of our last nine games. Dundee hits for a living last week. Dundee got five arenas last week as well. Hitting some pretty good numbers Dundee for corners a big blow for them is the, is the loss of Charlie Adam who's still out uh, I think he's just too scared to play Saints in the big derby match <laughs> uh, obviously Lee Davis I think will be suspended for this I'm not sure when that suspension kicks in actually yeah, I'm sure myself. the match will be starting now so I, I think Cummings will come in I didn't see his penalty miss last week against Rangers but I heard it was awful yeah I didn't see it myself um 
obviously, you know, you're talking about them creating chances, they won't get much better chances to add to their goals tally than from the, the penalty spot, so they can't be missing those. Yeah, I, th- I think Dundee is 72, they're even money double chance Dundee. Uh, I don't think it's a terrible price. Our record, obviously, against them, as we said, is fantastic. I just worry about us at that price at home, given our home form is really poor and we don't score many goals at home. Yeah, and we maybe laugh at Dundee United having only scored four this season, St Johnson have only scored three. And I was going to ask you, when was the last time St Johnson scored more than one goal in a league game? Wow. Um... <laughs> It must be January, February time, probably. Yeah, February. A 3 0 win at Motherwell. 15 games they've gone yeah. uh, without scoring more than a single goal in a league game. So, Sess has been built on a solid defence, not conceding any goals. Yeah. Um, winning games 1 0. What I'd like to say just before we move on to the next element of this bet in terms of cards is a appreciation thread for Liam Craig. He will be St Johnson's record appearance holder on Saturday with 442 appearances since he joined in 2007. Uh, he overtakes Stephen Anderson, another club legend. So, big shout out to Liam Craig. So, you mean he was there the last time St. Johnson scored two <laughs> He was there, yes. <laughs> he was there when I was there. That's how long he's been. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, they could do with David Wellston these days, to be fair. Well, uh, get a couple well. of goals. Uh, yeah, so you did you did touch on another angle in this game, Greg, regarding cards. Yeah, I've been criticising Motherwell and Livingston calling them hatchet men. But I don't think we're far behind recently, to be I fair. Was gonna, I was just going to say that and wind you up. Me <laughs> <laughs> <Beat laughs> too, mate. <laughs> um, we've hit some pretty big numbers recently. So in our last five games, we've received three, 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 three and six cards in our last five matches. So 3.6 cards per game. Uh, what's really interesting here is Dundee, Dundee's opponents in their last six matches have received three, four, four, three, four and three, which you wouldn't normally find for a team sitting bottom of the league. You'd expect them to be struggling and teams dominating them. So I'm not suggesting just because the opponents have had lots of cards that Dundee have got lots of possession, but they must have the ball a lot a lot of the time to get all those bookings. So I'm really intrigued here. Looking at the Unibet price, which is now I think shortened a little bit, they had St Johnston to get two cards at eleven to ten, which was a massive price, I felt given the fact we've hit three or more in each of our last five games and done these stats stack up as well. So just waiting to see card markets come out at the major players, bookie-wise. But yeah, it was 11-10 to 10 with Unibet for us to get two cards. I think our record against Dundee is pretty good as well. So if we were to take the lead, you'd imagine Dundee will be pressing forward. So we, we've got lots of candidates for cards. Um, stand forward, Liam Craig. <laughs> who was booked again on Sunday against Hibs. I think he's had four bookings this season so far. Uh, Rooney's good for a booking. Wotherston's good for a booking. McCart will probably be suspended for this, having been sent off last week. So lots of options. Dundee themselves have a decent number of candidates too. Ashcroft, who we highlighted a few weeks ago. I think Jordan Marshall's been booked in his last two. So I think Cars in this game's probably got a really good chance, but two for us looks really good at 11-10. to 10. Referee is Greg Aitken. Um, he's not dished out too many yellows, but here's a good That'll one for you. On Saturday. Here's a good one for you. He's dished out three reds in his last four games. Oh, glorious. So there you go. Uh, David, anything from you? No, uh, I, was, for this I was going to mention the card angle on St Johnston. <laughs> I just, yeah, they have been racking up the cards, and obviously, as you say, Liam 
prime <coughs> prime suspect. Um, for, it's great for watching Liam Cray play in the referee's ear, shouting and screaming at him the whole yeah. match. Pleasure to watch. <laughs> yeah, and there's also uh, is it Hayden? Is it Muller or Muller? Uh, Muller, yeah, yeah. Um, he's got a couple as well, and he's he could be the he could be the next uh, candidate on the on the line. Check. Okay, so a couple of angles on that one. We'll recap those at the end of the podcast for you as well. Uh, oh, sorry, one... one last final bet. Sorry, sorry Dundee yeah. to win the cu- the corner count is nine to four, which okay. I think looks really big given their stats this season and the fact that we can see a lot. So and the Dundee... handicap plus two is five to four for Dundee. Which seems yeah, so another two angles to look at. I, w- I wouldn't put anyone off back in either of those two. Okay, okay well, I mean, that looks a fairly dull game on paper, but we've certainly tried to find <laughs> plenty of angles on it. Um, another game that doesn't really inspire much is Livingston v St Mirren on Saturday. Livingston fairly soundly beaten by Hearts last week. Uh, again, another team who's struggling to score goals, um, and if it wasn't for that uh, shock win against Celtic a few weeks ago, they'd be really toiling Livingston. Um, probably be sitting bottom of the table. Last week, big win for... St Mirren having to come from behind against Aberdeen and that would have cheered Div McDonald up no end, Greg. Well, I think I've got written in my notes here, St Mirren goal machines. <laughs> Five goals in two games. I think the result against Aberdeen doesn't count really. Everyone's oh. beaten Aberdeen at the moment, so it doesn't really count. But a <laughs> great few weeks for um, St Mirren. Two tough games, Hibs and, Ab- well, Hibs and Aberdeen. We'd normally say it would be two tough matches. Mm-hmm. Collect four points from that's fantastic, especially being a goal down, um, two one down at home to to Aberdeen. Olivier twenty two cards this season. I think they've got a whole host of candidates in that side as well. Um, I think that's what over three cards a game they've had in their seven league matches. Over two point five goals is probably seven to one in this game. <laughs> um, there's probably an angle actually on the Asian line. I think over two is four to five. But looking through the last six games between the sides I think all six have been under 2.5 goals quite a lot of 1-0s this is probably going to be the worst match of the season I would say (laughs) want to make your eyes bleed (laughs) yeah I actually watched that Samirin Aberdeen game last week and uh, I thought Aberdeen looked I thought Aberdeen played pretty well for the first half Um, far better than Samirin anyway and obviously Jenks getting sent off kind of turned the game in St Mirren's favour, which was, you know, obviously good for St Mirren. They got themselves a win. Much needed first first win. But um Livingston as well, you know, we talk about you talked about uh, Ross County having a hard set of fixtures. Livingston Livingston have played Rangers, Aberdeen, Motherwell, Hibs, Hearts and Celtic as well. So it's pro- the only the only team in the bottom half they've played is Dundee and they got a draw away from home. So it's probably Probably another team we need to maybe wait and see a little bit. I think uh, we've got to play all the bottom half teams now and maybe we'll yeah. know a bit more in a few weeks. I think obviously this is quite a big game. Well, traditionally since they've come up, they've been pretty good at home. Obviously it wasn't wasn't as, as good last year, but yeah, I think it's, it's one to just to just leave and it could be, could be yeah, one to avoid and catch the... 30-second highlights. Uh, as long game. as that, this will, be, this will be the last match this will see on Sunday night. Kick off with a bad tackle and then full time. I think cards again is another angle to look at. Be interesting to see what sort of markets we can get on, on, on the card angle. Yeah, and 
like yourself, David, I was just looking ahead to Levy's fixtures that are coming up. So they've got St Mirren, St Johnston, Ross County, and the United to come after, uh, well, including Saturday's games. So certainly a, a run of fixtures where they'll be looking desperately to pick up points over the next uh, the next month or so. Okay, on to Sunday, we've got um, Aberdeen v Celtic, two teams who are just absolutely desperate for a win. <laughs> Aberdeen without a win in eight, Celtic just two wins in the last seven. Um, yeah, <laughs> I have absolutely no idea how this one's going to go. And I, you know, I'm kind of looking here on the odds grid to see what price Aberdeen are. So anywhere between kind of five to one, that's about a six to one available. Um, and as you said, at least David, ten to one. At least ten to one. Really? Yeah. Okay. Convince me. So at the moment, Aberdeen, as you said, winless in eight. They've collected one point from their last twelve available, and look who they've played. They played Ross County, St Mirren, St Johnston, and Motherwell. For an Aberdeen team to get one point out of those four games for me is scandalous. I feel like I'm absolutely slating Aberdeen every week on the podcast, but I think it's warranted. Um, it's a tale with two sorry, sorry sides at the moment. Celtic have got a tough game tonight against Leverkusen. <laughs> I think, lucky for Celtic, the, the game's at home, so there's no travel implications here, but they are playing a very, very good side, German side. I don't think that aids their cause. For a match in which Celtic have to win, I think we said last weekend in the podcast, every game for Celtic is a must-win, as, as we know. It's just the nature of the beast for Celtic and Rangers. But they're already six points behind Rangers at the moment. And you'd expect Rangers to probably beat Hibs on Sunday. So they really need to get three points here and put a bit of pressure on Rangers. I think Aberdeen fans are getting a bit restless now with Stephen Glass. And, and no wonder. But this is probably a match where Aberdeen fans aren't expecting anything from. It really just depends on what Celtic side turn up. But seeing that, Celtic's record against Aberdeen is just ridiculous, isn't it? It's like yeah. 21 wins out of 22 or something. I don't know what the stats are, but the record at Pataudry is unbelievable. Yeah, Aberdeen haven't won the last 14 meetings. Um, it's just two wins in the last 25 against Celtic. And I think there's question marks over Joe Lewis in the goal for Aberdeen. Seems to be making a lot of mistakes. I think he made quite a few howlers last season. And that's kind of carried on to this season as well. Mm. And obviously Scott Brown playing against his former side. Yeah, um, I'm surprised there wasn't a clause in that contract. That he <laughs> um, he's 15 to eight to get booked. He got yep. booked last weekend against St Mirren. He's had two bookings this season. Step forward, Lewis Ferguson. He got yep. booked as well last weekend. He's had four bookings this season. He's 15 to eight. And ex Rangers player Ross McCrory is also he's two to one to get booked. Uh, he's had two bookings as well this season. So there's three outstanding candidates for a card already in the Aberdeen side. Aberdeen will be battling to try and get something from this match. Unibet gave us a unbelievable price yesterday um, on over 1.5 Aberdeen cards at even money. Uh, that soon got slashed into 8 to 15. Probably within about 10-15 minutes of me piloting on the channel. So it was evens, it was then cut to 4-5, to five, then 4-6, to six, then 8-15. to 8-15 to is probably about right, to be fair. But I think that, as a as a banker, Aberdeen getting two cars in this match. Um, especially as you expect Celtic probably to have the lion's share of possession in, in this game. Mm-hmm. But I think, to your point, it's a difficult game game to work out. I, I can't be back in Celtic at 8-15, to 15, though. Oh, it's just a ridiculous price. It's so short. 
this is obviously a, a price based on it's Celtic. They've got a great record against Aberdeen and Aberdeen have been absolutely shite. But Aberdeen at 11 to 2, likewise, I couldn't be having them at 11 to 2. They should be bigger. Can't have so, it both ways. No, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you can't. But I think for me, this match is lined up for cards, I would say, especially from Aberdeen. At the moment, trying to find an angle. Aberdeen to get four corners is 8 to 11. Which I think, because he's been very sly, I think, in their pricing in this match, for, for, in terms of a lot of matches this season, they're just making it that's that little bit short for you not to want to back it as a single. Mm-hmm. I think four to five is as short as you want to go. I know eight to eleven is not much shorter than four to five, but there's an angle probably on four Aberdeen corners and two match goals, and that pays six to five. But I'm keen to wait though on match cards first to see if I can get an Aberdeen corner and cards a uh, bet boner. Yeah, I mean, I think that 8-15 to 15 on Celtic just looks ridiculously short, especially given the injuries they're currently having to deal with. You know, no Gal McGregor, no Kyogo. Um, they're obviously missing James Forrest in there as well. Christopher Julian at the back, so there's an entire spine of the team missing. There's also been injuries last week to Juranovic and James McCarthy. We don't quite know if they're going to be fit for the weekend. And even their new striker, Giacomakis, who signed uh, from the Netherlands, Get injured in a warm-up <laughs> a week or so ago, so so he's out as well, which leaves them only Albion, a Yeti up front, and quite honestly, it'd be as well playing with me up front than Albion, a Yeti at the moment. So, well, I've seen your, your goal score record at five, so it's not a bad shout. <laughs> <laughs> I, would put, I would put Albion, a Yeti to shame, I would imagine. Just um, on that note, sorry, so obviously Celtic tonight play Leverkusen, and yeah. um, we're getting what even money on Leverkusen to win tonight. Huge price. It's a massive price, isn't it? I'm not touching it because Celtic have pissed me off so much over the last eight or nine days that I'm just going to leave the match. But Leverkusen, the evens away to Celtic looks tremendous. Yeah, especially when I mean, I've seen a lot of Celtic fans say that we should be focusing on uh, the game on Sunday uh, rather than prioritising this one over Leverkusen tonight. So it'll be interesting to see how the manager approaches it. But Quite honestly, he's not got a squad where he can rest and rotate. No. Um, so we'll just have to see how that one goes tonight. Uh, David, do you get any thoughts on this one? Uh, are Aberdeen backable at no, 11, 11 2 price? Absolutely not. But I think uh, just a, just to bring a touch of uh, XG to the uh, podcast again, Ooh. Celtic have like Celtic have massively underperformed what they've how they've played in terms of the points they've got. They have. They have expected most goals and expected least against, which is probably a bit of a surprise. So I think, um, I think from what I've seen as well, like just by by watching them, they look a lot better than last year, and they look as if they're going in the right direction. So I think, um, obviously, I'm not going to, I wouldn't be backing them or telling anybody to back them at the price they're at, and obviously with the injuries. But I think, I think they look decent and probably quite exciting to watch for the. For well, maybe not to the fans because it's probably a bit nerve-wracking being a fan. But for the neutrals, they, they're playing some good attacking football, and I think um, Aberdeen might find it difficult to deal with the sort of pace and intensity of their attack. So I do think Celtic will win, but um, it's definitely not backable. And yeah, I think Cards is uh, again Cards is the the place to go in this one. Um, just on the the game tonight, I think um, yes, yeah, I think goals is is a good op, a good place to look. Um, 
I can see definitely both teams scoring at Celtic Park tonight and quite a few goals going in just by the way Celtic will play and Leverkusen as well. German football quite well known for their uh, attacking style. So I think um, I think it should be a decent game tonight. Yeah, yeah, it should be a good game tonight. Greg, just finally on this game, Bobby Madden is the referee on Sunday. Oh, no. That's not good news for cards. Yeah, that's, that's the first thing I checked. But it's cards that have stacked up against Aberdeen. I know obviously he's a massive Rangers fan, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I th- I'm really intrigued to see how Scott Brown plays in this match. Because I don't think he'll... I think he'll want to get stuck right in. I, do. Yeah. I think he's a great professional. He's obviously was a legend at Celtic, but I think given where his Aberdeen side are at the moment, and I think with Lewis Ferguson as well, who I must admit, really surprised to see him call up to the Scotland squad, Lewis Ferguson. Yeah. I don't think he's been anywhere near his best in the last month or so, uh, but we won't go there. But I think a Brown and Ferguson booking uh, double is 13 to 2. You probably add McCrory in. But I think there's going to be a booking for Aberdeen. I think 15 to 8 and Brown isn't the worst of shouts. And I think on Brown as well, like, I think if he felt like he wasn't good enough to, to still play for Celtic, he, he wouldn't have gone to Aberdeen. I think he probably would have stayed. I think if, I don't know, if, if he felt like he wasn't good enough at that level anymore, he probably would have retired. But he, he, the fact that he moved, I, f- I feel like you'll probably feel like he has a point to prove as well. So I'm pretty sure he'll be getting. He'll be getting wired in, as he always says. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. I think that's a, that's a good point, uh, David. I do think that he will have a point to prove on Sunday, um, regardless of whether <laughs> you know it's against his former team that he's so much glory with. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he performs on Sunday. Uh, the last game on Sunday is Rangers' home match against Hibernian, and Hibernian put their unbeaten record on the line at Ibrooks, Greg. Yeah, I think last weekend I upset Motherwell fans. I think this week it's a ton of Hibs fans I've upset uh, by saying that their start to the season, fixture-wise, has been the easiest and kindest of any side in the history of the SPFL. <laughs> um, so I knew I'd get a response of, you can only beat what's in front of you. And that's absolutely right. And Hibs have had a terrific start to the season. 15 points in their seven games, undefeated so far. Dig a little bit deeper. They've played Ross County at home. Livingston at home, St Mirren at home, and they flicked a 1-0 last Sunday against St Johnston due to the Bobby Madden howler. <laughs> uh, away from home, they've played Dundee, Motherwell at the start of the season, who were struggling, and they drew 0-0 at heart. So the fact is, it has been an easy start for Hibs. That can't be disputed. They have for a really kind fixture list. However, they have gone ahead and won, what, four of those games, three draws. So in decent shape, Hibs coming into this. I like the fact that Rangers are away tonight at Sparta Prague. Um, you can probably see where I'm going to go with this bet. Uh, probably a Greg special. And just before I touch upon that, I'll just digress quickly. During the week, there was two Champions League sides at 25-1 to 1 away from home. One of them was Besiktas at Ajax. And the other one was last night was Dynamo Kiev at Bayern Munich. Both sides 25-1. to 1. Both sides were five to four and six to five to get three corners, and they both came in. So it's just probably worth highlighting again the bookies really struggle to price up team corners. They price it up based on the the match price rather yeah. than the team's ability to get some corners. Yeah, we've discussed so, this on the podcast before, Greg. About you know, yeah. if, it, if it is just three corners, then any team in any game 
can get three corners, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. And it happened last night. Uh, Dynamo Kiev got battered 5 0 last night, and they still hit four corners. Mm-hmm. So it's a market I love, and I've been harping on it about it now for the last 18 months. This is another one. Rangers are getting the job done at the moment. Nowhere near last season's levels of performance. I, I think it's probably a bit unfair to expect that. Rangers were so good last season, but they're still getting the job done. But as I said before, I do like the fact they've got a really tough game tonight in Prague. They, they have to get a result, Rangers, tonight. Having lost 2-0 at home to Leon in match day one in the Europa League group. So I think Hibs come here in, in, in really good form, undefeated. They usually give Rangers a decent match at Ibrox. I think in the last five games, they have lost all five. One of them was a 6-1 hammering, but the other four games were, were all defeats just by one goal. So I think they could maybe exploit Rangers, maybe, I'm not sure they'll, they'll have tired legs, but I, not ideal preparation for a Sunday match playing against the team that's second in the league. And I think Hibs can come here and rack up four corners. Um, Hibs have delivered four corners now in six of their seven league games. They've hit six and eight in their last two visits to Ibrox as well. So Hibs to get four corners is even money. And I think that's worth getting on. Yeah. You mentioned Hibs' record against Rangers. They've actually not won in the last 12. For Rangers, uh, you have to go back to February 2018 for the last victory at Ibrox. And I will give either of you in fact, I'll, I'll buy the first round next week when David's here, if either <laughs> of you can tell me who scored for Rangers the last time Hibs won at Ibrox. So when was it? What year? 2018. Who scored for Rangers? Yes, it was a 2-1 defeat. Hmm. Can we get a clue, please? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I loved his music when he was in Bros. Fucking hell, that's... Oh, gosh. Five, man. Yeah. Sean Goss. Goss. That shows my uh, bros. We <laughs> <laughs> edit that out, please. So, so anyone who's listening, you can tune into our bros podcast next weekend. Uh, so yeah, Sean I owe you Goss. nothing. <laughs> no, I owe you nothing because I'm not giving you that. You can get the first round. In. Um, so yeah, Sean Goss, whom uh, I ashamed to admit I had to Google after I seen that he'd scored the goal when I was I was checking through doing some research there. So yeah, uh, that was back. February 2018. David, any thoughts on this one from your point of view? Are Hibs capable of going to Ibrox and, and getting something? Um, yeah, I mean they're they're capable. They've got um, they've got a decent attacking line. In fairness, Boyle looks really really sharp yeah. in the games that I've seen him so far this season. I think he he could do with passing a few chances off. Though he seems to be shooting from everywhere at the moment. Um, from what Are you I've watching seen. your video, David has he? Uh, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I was more of a a passer from outside the box, but um, yeah, I think uh, Nis- Nisbet hasn't quite he hasn't quite looked as good as he did last year. He hasn't really. He's only scored one league goal. Is that right? This season, Kevin Nisbet. But, that's um, why he's been called to the Scotland. Squad. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think I think Boyle uh, Nisbet. Um, can cause a lot of trouble in Scott Allen. I thought, um, eh, aye, Scott was it Scott? Did, Scott Allen was playing, and he's not really played many league games, has he? Scott Allen. He's been more of an impact player this season for Hibs. Yeah, he's come on and done a good job. I think I watched the the League Cup game he played um, against Dundee United, and he looked really good. But um, no, nah, I think um, I think Hibs can cause Rangers trouble, but Rangers at home. 
although they're in Prague, it's not it's not too long a trip to Prague. What three three hour four hour flight or something? Um, yeah, I think it's hard to back. It's hard to be back in Hibs, but I do think it will be a good game. It's, I don't think Hibs will go in and sit sit deep. I think they'll try and sort of go toe to toe with Rangers a little bit. Um, Rangers haven't looked as good as last year yet, but um, yeah. I think the corner market. I I, that's, I I sent a message asking Greg if that was a good bet, and Greg Greg agreed that he was <laughs> that he thought it was. So uh, yeah, I think the more I think about it, the more I really fancy that. Hibs yeah, I, I just I just think I think I think Hibs will try and start quick, and uh, obviously the, even if the counter attack with the pace of Boyle could uh, could cause Rangers a bit of trouble. So I think yeah, the corner markets. Looking the best best way to go for this one. I quite like the look of Hibs to score four to five. I don't think wait I a minute. Know. Wait. Oh, so after a year of Rangers to win to nil, yeah, you've completed a U turn and yeah, you yeah. tipped correctly Motherwell to score against Rangers right. last time, and yeah. now you're going for Hibs to score. Yeah, you've got to pick your moments. You know. <laughs> what um, price are they to score? Four to five. Are they? Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's reasonable. I don't think Rangers are as defensively sound as they were last season or anywhere near. Oh, no. um, so 45, I just think, is relatively big for Hibs to, to get in the score sheet. As you say, David, they've got some good attacking options there. So uh, that might be one worth having a look at. OK, that's us done with the Premiership. I think we've probably overindulged on the Premiership, to be honest. So we'll try and just speed our way through uh, the lower leagues uh, and the remaining bets that we've got. I don't think we've got too many lined up for this weekend, Greg, in the lower leagues. No, it's a horrible card this weekend. Horrible. Um, really, really tough. Looking through all three leagues, I was lucky to get two bets from it, to be fair. I think looking at yeah. the Championship, Thistle at home to air. Thistle are in dire straits at the moment. Yeah, Lost four of the last five. They are conceding goals for fun. They have conceded two or more now in four of the last five. They're at home against, you could say, an improving airside. I'm not sure Jim Duffy's been given the gig there yet, but they're unbeaten in four here. Usual affair here would be looking at Thistle to score two or more mm-hmm. at evens. I'm still undecided yet. As I always say, Thistle do have goals in them. They scored two last weekend. Um, on Sunday, sorry, against Wraith Rovers in a match. I think we did highlight for over 2.5 goals in that game. But I'm still to decide whether or not I'm going to take a chance on Thistle to score two here. Just on the basis that AR don't concede too many goals and are actually in, in decent shape. Yep. But other, other than that, though, uh, nothing at all from the Championship stands out. David, anything for you in the Championship? Uh, yeah, I was trying to... They are trying to find something before in all all three of the leagues, and I think it says a lot about uh, the card that we both independently got this one uh, picked the same game from uh, League Two. Yeah, we'll come on to that in a wee second. Yeah, I think um, I, th- I don't know. I feel I feel like uh, our both are far too short away at Morton. I know they've started the season well, but um. I'm out of my own heart, David. I think it's a good shout. I think they are both wagons. Yeah. Have the momentum, but at the same time, Morton are a stuffy, sticky yeah. team. Capolo, I think, Capolo, make the force a bit yeah. short. Yeah, I think I think yeah, both are far too short, and Morton's price looks it's pretty pretty nice. It's pretty pretty big outside bet, but I mean, I just yeah, I don't see I don't see Arbroath going there and hammering them. Put it that way. To be fair, they're both their only defeat has been to Inverness this season. Yeah, yeah, no, they've, they've started really well and they're unbeaten. But 
And speaking of Inverness, I thought the 1920 for them to win at Hamilton might have interested you, Greg, given not critical of Hamilton, they are a young team, you know, and I think expectations are fairly low and that's been borne out uh, so far this season. Given Inverness' yeah. start to season, 19 points from a possible 21. Uh, Probably not giving them the credit they deserve Inverness, actually, because yeah. as you say, they have had an amazing start to the season. Uh, 19 points is tremendous, undefeated. Um, I don't think it's a bad shot, to be fair. I, I don't I, think it's a bad I, shot at all. I looked at that game for uh, Inverness to win with in like to nil, so a Rangers Rangers bet because Hamilton have only scored in two games this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inverness have only conceded what uh, two, two. two goals. Yeah, I mean the price isn't great. It's three point six zero. I thought it maybe a little bit better than that, but not bad considering the the history so far in this season. Yeah, so for an old money, that's what, 13-5, bet 3-6-5 for Inverness to win. Now, yeah, it's not the worst of shouts. Uh, just very quickly, Greg, is this a week that Dunfermline finally get a win? Or <laughs> well, hang on again? Um, it wasn't looking good for them last night. At one point, away to Wraith in the rearranged game that was called off due to the power failure. But they got a one-all draw last night at Wraith Rovers. Not a disastrous result. Keeps Peter Grant in a job for another week. Um, and I'm not championing him to lose his job, by the way, just make that clear. I'm just calling out that it's not been a good start to his uh, league campaign as manager of the Fernwind. Another tricky match, Queen of the South. There's no easy games in the Championship. No. no. As David will, will, will truly know. Um, I think for me, they're going to have to win a game at some point. I think they'll be pleased to score a goal last night, the first goal in five. Or the first goal in six they scored last night, but again, I, I couldn't be touching them away in the south. No, okay, quick look at League One. Uh, as you say, big shock last weekend, Greg Clyde won and David Goodwillie didn't score. No, what's going on? What is going <laughs> on? That takes us nicely, though, onto their match away to Falkirk. Yeah. So, yeah. East Fife yeah. have been a shambles recently. An absolute shambles. They lost 5 0 at Dumbarton, 3 0 v Airdrie. Clyde went there and won 2 0. They lost 5 2 at Cove. They lost 3 1 at Aloha. Their away form is stinking, but they're playing a Falkirk side who are also in a really bad run of form. Uh, I don't know what's happened to Falkirk. Uh, I don't think anybody knows what's happened to Falkirk. Not just this season, but just over the last. After I left, they've just. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Since David left Falkirk, it's been all downhill. <laughs> but I think this is a match for Falkirk to get back to winning ways. They could not be playing a better side, I feel, in terms of East Fife's form is, is horrible. They're bottom of the league, not scoring goals, conceding goals. And Falkirk to win this match and score two is 4 to 5. Well, and I think we have selected our bets very carefully in this league. I think we opposed Falkirk at home to Dumbarton a few weeks ago, just based on the fact that Dumbarton have had such a good start to the season. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing, there's no case to be made here for East Fife. Falkirk need to get a win. They done well to come back from 2-0 down at Montrose last weekend. Uh, Gary Webster, what a season he's having. Another two goals for him last week. But I think Falkirk should have enough quality here to finally get another win on the board. And I think Falkirk to win and score two at 4-5 to five is a good shout. Okay. Uh, the other one I briefly wanted to touch on in this league was uh, Cove Rangers at Alloa. Cove with another late winner uh, last weekend. That's I was looking at their stats. That's the seventh uh, of 13 goals scored this season in the last 15 minutes. And uh, it was uh, also looking at the stats, Rhoda McAllister, who you know 
obviously podcast favourite. He's now on fourth for the season, but all four have been penalties from what I could see. Yeah, I think Cove are just going about their business quietly. I think there's not as many goals in Cove games as we thought there'd be. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won, won that at Peterhead with a last minute goal. They got a 1 0 win last weekend at home to Airdrie. It was probably a bit harsh on Airdrie, to be fair. I think they're having a good season, Airdrie. I don't like backing against them. And they lost a 90th minute goal. Aloha at home. I don't know if it was a bit of Argy Bargy last weekend with Barry Ferguson. There was, um, yeah. In their, in their match. So, be interesting to see how this game pans out. I think Cove are probably win this match, but I always have a bit dubious about Aloha backing against them at home on the plastic pitch. Um, yeah, this match is best left alone for me. Yeah. And the same for Airdrie v Clyde. I think goals is a good shout in this match, but it's very short at 13 to 20. Yep, uh, and on Sunday we've got Queen's Park v Montrose. I presume that's on Sunday because Patrick Thistle are at home for yes. on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so that'll, that'll, that'll be an interesting one as well. David, anything from League One? Uh, no, I like that shout with Falkirk. I think East Fife have lost at least three goals in every game and lost all, uh, every away game and lost all four of them. So seems like a solid bet. Um, I'll, yeah, I would not back Cove odds against the way at Aloha, who have beaten Falkirk at home, drawn McQueen's Park as well. Um, and uh, beating these five, so I think, yeah, avoid that. And uh, to be honest, that yeah, that price of Al at home is another one that sort of an away team that, or sorry, a home team that appeals to me. I think a, a wee Aloha Morton double, uh, which could be worth about what ten to one or something. Mm-hmm. It could Good be, uh, could be my my wee outside double of the week. Okay, that takes us on to League Two, and as we touched on, it's our kind of main bet um, in the World Leagues, both. Greg and David uh, have identified Edinburgh City as a good price against Cowdenbeath and that game is actually on Friday night, Greg. Yeah, back on track Edinburgh City um, after a really difficult start to the season. I think they lost three of their first four matches and I think that's partly the reason why we've avoided Edinburgh City so far. But saying that, in great form at the moment, um, picked up three wins and a draw from the last four. Uh, a 2-0 win against Elgin, a 1-0 win at Stranraer, a 2-2 draw versus Stirling Albion and they had a terrific result last weekend a 3-1 win at early season pace setters behind Kelty Annan so in a great place I must admit there's been a price drift on Edinburgh City for this match they were 7-10 to to win the match they're now 19-20 to uh, the highlighted bet on the channel was Edinburgh City to win and score 2 that was even money it's now 11-8 to and it's really hard to make a case for Cowdenbeath here one less than six, four defeats, two draws. They lost 4-0 last weekend at Stirling Albion. So, t- tough times for Gary Bowen's Cowdenbeath side. And they're playing one of the informed teams in the league. It's really hard to make a case for Cowdenbeath. I think Edinburgh City should be back here. Yeah, and you're of a similar opinion, David? Yeah, I. Uh, Greg's telegram is so jam-packed with information and great tips that I missed him uh, putting that one up and uh, this morning just having a look I thought Edinburgh City were uh, a really good price at 19-20 at home at Cowdenbeath who as you say are really struggling Edinburgh City's home form has been solid they've won they beat, beat Stenny beat Elgin Drew Bustall and Albion yeah Cowdenbeath obviously hammered 4-0 at Stirling Albion and beating the Albion Rovers in the last two away games and also beat beating at Kelty so I think 
Yeah, I think Edinburgh City could have been a lot shorter than uh, 19 to 20. And well, they were. But uh, yeah, happy, happy to take on that one. Yeah. Okay. Anything else in League Two before we move on? I think Kelty should get the job done quite easily in their match. Um, I did look at Kelty to win the score two, but it's quite short, though it's seven to ten. Uh, but I think Kelty will just keep continuing to win games. I don't think they're putting teams to bed at the moment, but they're, they're, they're getting the job done. Yeah. Okay, uh, Greg, we were going to touch on you've got a, a tip or two in England this weekend, which is a unusual for yourself, but there's one or two that's caught your eye there, um, and they'll be shared on the channel. Yeah, I think the English season's now better in quite nicely now. Um, I think we're on match day seven and match day eight across the English leagues. Uh, gives us a good basis now to start looking at those games, uh, especially when the Scottish leagues are, like this weekend, it's a, it's a tough card. So, yeah, got at least one bet from League One, a, a goals bet that I've shared on the channel. And I think there's a couple of angles as well from the Premiership that I'll be sharing today or tomorrow. Good stuff. OK, Mr Weatherston, your time to shine. We're going to have a wee look at Norway. Um, <laughs> and we're kind of ahead of the international break. We've got this round of fixtures and then we're pretty much on the home straight um, yeah. towards the end of the season after that. As it currently stands, Glimt uh, have established a three-point lead over Molde. Molde have kind of not collapsed, but they've only taken eight points from the last 15, which has opened the door to Glimt to have stepped, stepped in front of them at the top of the table. Yeah, Glimt uh, last weekend beat a really, really important 1-0 win over Volleringa in the, in the late uh, Sunday night game. Basically, it was an absolute typical away performance from a team against Glimt. They came, sat everyone within sort of 10, 15 metres of their own box and just hoped that uh, Glimt wouldn't score. Um, Glimt were really, really good, I thought. I thought they played some really nice passing football, really tried to break through Volleringa. Uh, and in the second half, they did on quite a number of occasions. And eventually, um, Eric Bottheim, who... I think uh, started the season. I think he scored five, and he's. I think he scored one goal in each of his first five games. I think since then, he's maybe not been quite as prolific, but um, he's been really, really good signing for them. And I think goals was obviously going to be the issue this year, considering they lost sixty from the team that scored uh, last year. Yeah. But. Uh, Eric Bolheim has, has really made a difference and he's uh, he's an Oslo boy he grew up uh, from the academy at Lean Oslo which is basically Volleringa's closest sort of team to them so I'm sure it was a nice nice moment for him and a really really big moment for Glint who have yeah beat Viking away and now Volleringa at home which was two two tough games and gone three points ahead of Molde who as you say haven't haven't quite um, kept their foot in the gas like I thought they might. It was kind of similar last year. Um, but, yeah, I draw 2-2 at home to Viking last weekend. They, they, were, they were the better team. They probably should have won the game, but um, more drop points. And Glimt have a game against uh, CSK Sofia tonight. We tripped yes. to Bulgaria uh, off the back of what was a, a very good win in match day one in the Europa Conference League against... Yes. Zoria, Zoria, yeah, uh, Zoria, Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, really good three 0 win. Um, I think uh, really exciting to go going to Bulgaria, play a team who I think most people will have uh, be familiar with. 
uh, their name, if if nothing else. I think it's a really tough game. I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised CSK are not bigger favourites than they are. I think they're about six to four ish. Um, Glint are about. Um, yeah, I think Glint are about fifteen to eight or something. I'm not sure exactly. On the old old money, but uh, I think it's a really tough game for Glint. CSK have won all their home games in the league this year. Um, they beat Victoria Pilsen, who had been, uh, I think, I think they've recently been in the Champions League group stage. Victoria Pilsen. Yeah, CSK. Yeah, I, think, I think they're still they're top of the Czech League this season as well. Yeah, so CSK beat them three 0 at home in the in the qualifiers to get into the group stage of the Conference League. Um, they also beat Osijek, who I think played Hibs recently or Aberdeen. Is that right? Mm, team also yet uh, they beat them in the, the qualifying stages as well so I think uh, it's going to be a really tough game for Glint um, but yeah I think it's going to be a game where both teams will score I think there'll be goals and I think it'll be good for them to play against a team who are not just going to sit in tight against them which has been pretty much 95% of games against them in the uh, season this year yeah and they've got a fairly Comfortable fixture, I suppose, at the weekend off the back of that trip to Bulgaria where they're away to Stabak on Sunday. Yeah, Stabak, to be fair, uh, they got a no-no draw with Strums Godset last night, um, but also a, a good 3-0 win away at Sandefjord last weekend. So two, two clean sheets for Stabak, which has been absolutely massive. I don't think, uh, well, they've been absolutely shocking defence this season. They've conceded 41 goals, which is more than anyone else. But yeah, two clean sheets is really important. I think Eric Shun, who came in, he was a Grodud manager last year, he came in in this winter to be the assistant. That Then he got the full-time job uh, after Joachim Jonsson left. I think he's slowly but surely sort of getting them playing a little bit better. Um, Glimt obviously going to Bulgaria for their away trip. It might not be as easy as it looks uh, on paper, but it is a game. I wouldn't back them at one to two, but it is a game I'd expect them to win. Um, they they have sort of increased their squad size to make games like this um, easier for them, I guess, and so they can rotate a little bit. So I think uh, I think we might see a little bit of rotation, maybe two or three players. But um, yeah, it is a game they should win, but it won't. I don't think it will be too easy. And Moda will be keen to keep their breathing down their necks. I suppose they've got. <laughs> Another kind of tricky away game at odd, uh, especially when you consider Mulder have only won three of their ten away from home this season. Yeah, Mulder struggled away from home, uh, which is a surprise considering the players they've got. Um, but odds, yeah, I mean odds are odds a funny one. They 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 lost their star striker in the summer, Bakenga, who was pretty much the only guy scoring goals for them. But in fairness, recently they scored. They had a good win at Haugesund last week. Um, they scored. They have been scoring goals. I think Sander Svensson, um, he's on loan from a team. In, I can't remember exactly who he's on loan from, but he he's he's been very good recently. The winger, he's been scoring goals, and they had a really good result in the cup as well. They beat Volering a three 0 away in the cup uh, recently. So it is a tough game for Molde, but again, I mean they're far too short, far too short at three to four. Yeah. Um. But again, you would expect them. It's a game you expect them to win, and they're absolutely full strength mode, and um, they don't have European football. So yeah, they they should be looking at these games and 
seeing opportunities. In terms of bets for this weekend, we're going to focus on the two games on Saturday and it's Sartsborg v Wheelstrom. Um, Wheelstrom going really well, fifth in the table, right in the hunt for a European place and that would be considered a, a great success, I guess, after promotion last season. Yeah, I mean, I think relegation was a huge shock two years ago, um, but they bounced back. Struggled a little bit early last year, but bounced back uh, quite Easily in the end, they, they managed to get promoted in the second spot behind Tromsø. But yeah, this year, as you say, they've been absolutely fantastic, and especially away from home. Um, 18 points in 10 games, they've got more away points than anyone else in the league. Uh, last last weekend, again, disappointing at home. Uh, they lost 2-1 two, uh, two at home to um, Tromsø. And... I watched the game and to be fair, Tromsø played pretty well. Uh, Leatherstrom just weren't quite at their best and it was a little bit disappointing uh, in the end uh, that they lost. I think they got a, a late penalty, which is a little bit... Uh, it probably was a penalty, but it was a little bit soft uh, that brought them back into the game. Thomas Lenny Olsen scored again from the spot. That was his 18th of the season in 20 games. So he's uh, he's been absolutely crucial for them this year but this game against Sarpsborg who yeah lost 5-0 which Thrones God said last week uh, the week before that they lost 3-1 at home to Rosenborg um, and before that they lost 2-1 at Haugesund so they are on a bad run and because Tromsø, Bran, Stabak all won last week um, Sarpsborg have been dragged back into the relegation battle and mm-hmm. they're only three points ahead of uh, Stabak who are 15th so yeah, it's a big game for Sarsborg, um, but I just I think they're they're lacking quality, and uh, with Lillestrøm's away records, I think Lillestrøm drawn a bit at ten to eleven, um, looks really really appealing. Um, they've only lost, uh, they've only lost twice away from home this year, and that was the first two away games. Since then, they've been unbeaten. That's uh, eight games unbeaten uh, away from home. So yeah, I think the uh, nine to ten draw no bet, or is it ten to eleven draw no bet um, for Lillestrøm? Uh, that appeals to me a lot this this weekend, and also uh, Lillestrøm to score two goals. Um, that was paying two point three seven, which I think was quite nice as well, considering it's something they've done in five of the last six and uh, six of the last eight. And the two they didn't out of those eight, they scored one at uh, Bran and Sandefjord. So I think uh, that also appeals to me. Yeah, they scored in nine of their ten away games this season. They actually scored more goals away from home than anyone else. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, just also on that, Lille Storm are 95 just to win on the outright market as well, if you fancy that. Uh, so also on Saturday, we've got Viking uh, at home to Sandefjord uh, and again, Siding with uh, with Viking this time round. Yeah, I think uh, Sandefjord, who I expected to finish bottom at the start of the season, had an, a really really good start. Um, surprised surprised me a lot. I think Stoffer Norman Hansen, their left winger, was one of the best players and probably one of the best players in the league this year. To be honest, he's been absolutely outstanding. Um, but he's been injured recently, and they haven't looked as good going forward and they've had some bad results. They lost 3-0 at home to Stabak last week. I think they got a red card when it was 1-0 which didn't help. Uh, they drew at Mjöndan 
Um, their away form has been shocking. They lost 5-0 at Sarpsborg. They lost 3-2 at Brann as well. I mean, that's two of the worst teams in the league and they've been beaten. Um, Viking, on the other hand, have had a really, really tough run of games. If you look at their uh, recent sort of seven seven games, they've played Christiansund, they've played Molde twice, they've played Wolleringa, they've played the Rosenborg, and they've played Bode Grint. Uh, they've also played Stabak in that seven games and they beat Stabak. They, in those games, they beat Rosenborg, they beat Molde. Um, yeah. They drew it. They drew it at Wallerringa. They beat Christensen, so they've they've been playing really well. Um, I think they've they've fallen nine points behind Glint now, but I think they still think that they can get involved in this title race. Um, Berisha, who has been injured recently but back uh, last week, um, he scored, and uh, he scored at Molda which was not a surprise. I think Joe Bell, who is a Kiwi that came over from American College um, two years ago, he's been one of the best midfielders in the league this year. He's about 22, 23 years old. He went to um, he went to the Olympics for New Zealand and I think he got a little bit of hype through that and I think he's been absolutely standing for Viking this year. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody's after him um, just on the back of how he's played this year. He's one of the most creative midfielders um, in Norway this year. I think Viking at home against Sandefjord looks like an absolute banker home win. Um, does Viking's defensive record not worry you slightly? It does slightly, but um, yeah, they have they have conceded in every single game, which um, yeah. is pretty impressive. <laughs> um, I think I just think Sandefjord Sandefjord could easily score in this game, but I just think Viking are going to. Um, be too good for them and too strong for them in attack. They, they, they yeah, with three page Berisha, it's a really good attacking uh, combo they have, and they've got some really good midfielders um, with Joe Bell and Adam Nielsen Tangens, a young, a teenager who's looked really impressive this year as well. So I just think Viking should fit, should get a, a comfortable win, uh, win in this one, and I think uh, looking back at hold on just to, just to look at exactly. Um, what I was recommending in the bet. Uh, it was so Viking Viking minus one on the Asian handicap. Yeah. So minus one point on the Asian handicap, which um correct me if I'm wrong, it's uh, <laughs> it's at stake back if they only win by yeah, one. That's right. So right. Viking Viking a forty six to win the game, but obviously you're gonna push yeah. the boat a wee bit. Um, yeah. but you still got that insurance that if uh, they yeah, only win by one, one goal, and then you so get your money back. Two point one five. Uh, Viking minus one point oh. I think. Uh, I think it's good. I think. I think of all the games this this weekend, I think that's the one that could be a, a big win for the home team. Okay, Greg, you've no doubt been beavering away while we've been discussing Norway. You've got one for us at least, uh, and we to see in this could, weekend. Could, could be three or four, to be fair. Right. Okay. Um, not just on the Norwegian, <laughs> but the obviously again. So I think I've refound my love for the Norwegian second tier. Well, I, I mean, it's the best the world. It really is. So I think in terms of the Elite Azerian, I think um really intrigued by Bran's match at Mjondalen. So Mjondalen, bottom of the league. Bran now winning games, scoring goals. Interestingly, there's been both teams to score now in each of Bran's last 10 matches. Yeah, I absolutely love it. So it's 3-4 <laughs> over 2.5 goals. I think you probably throw in over 2.5 goals and both teams to score. Uh, just above evens, I think it will be. 
uh, for that game. Also on our side, who we really like for goals is Rosenborg. They have seen over 2.5 goals now in eight of their last nine matches, which is some going. I guess the only thing that puts you off with that a little bit, um, David will clarify this, Christian soon at home are a tough nut to crack. Um, they do most of their good work at home. But there's definitely a case for both of these matches over 2.5 goals. It could even be a over 2.5 match goals double. Um, 3 to 4 and 4 to 7. Um, pay well, well above evens for that. So maybe maybe 6 to 4 for that double. So um, those two matches stand out for me at the moment in terms of the latest area. And looking into the Obis League, and, um, as David said, lots and lots of goals here. I, I think over the next couple of months anyway, certainly over the next seven to eight weeks I think probably going to focus on Norway a lot more now we're into that kind of last third of the season uh, I think there's nine rounds of games to go now in the Oberstligen and we're kind of hitting the business end too in the elite Azerian so there should be some great opportunities here from both these leagues a standout for me though for Saturday is starts match at home to Osana um, looking at starts games there have been five, five, four, six, six, eight, and four match goals in the last seven games. And I think there's been both teams to score now <coughs> in nine games on the spin. I think Osana have seen over 3.5 and four of the last six. So you get lots of three twos in this league, lots of two twos. I think both teams contributing. I don't think defences are on top at all <laughs> in these leagues, in this league, given the volume of goals and uh, the high percentage of both teams to score. So I think the start via Sana match over 3.5 match goals at 11 to 10 could be a standout for, for Saturday. But I'm going to have a little think about that and I'll post something on the channel. Okay, David, you any? Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, the, the Obis League has been fantastic recently. The, the league uh, averages. 3.17 goals per game, which is nice. Pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah, I was watching the game, the goal show last night, and they were they were coming in, and I was delighted to see my my team showed I was blink uh, picking up a massive win against Frederikstad. So that was uh, good, and obviously Greg had a nice over 2.5 goals double. I, yeah, I quite like uh, start <laughs> start loss, and it looks really nice for goals. I have to agree with that. But yeah, Bet365 hasn't priced it yet, so. We need to wait for yeah. the bookies. I think Sky better priced it up, but I'll be one at hundred for the double, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not the best. Okay, I think that covers everything for us this weekend. Um, guys, can you just give us a wee recap on your best bets for the weekend, Greg, starting with yourself? Yeah, sure. So, still waiting on card markets coming out in Scotland, but I'll be looking at the Hearts v Motherwell game for over 3.5 cards and possibly a bet on from that match too. Um, St Johnson v Dundee, I'm taking Dundee to hit five or more corners at eight to five. And unbelievably, that's the best price with Skybet, I think it was at the time. Um, another bet from that match is also St Johnston over 1.5 cards. That was 11 to 10 with Unibet. It has been cut since then, but we'll hopefully get uh, around even somewhere else once markets come out. Um, what else do we have here? Aberdeen v Celtic, again, waiting for cards markets to come out, and I'll have a bet builder for this match um, for Sunday, and that should be out tomorrow or Saturday on the channel. Um, Rangers v Hibs on Sunday also. I'm taking Hibs over 3.5 match corners at even money, and that's available um, across the board. I think that's a really strong shout. Hibs to get four corners at Ibrox. 
Moving into the, the low leagues in Scotland, starting on Friday night, um, I'm taking Edinburgh City to win and score two goals at home to Cowdenbeath. That is now 11-8 to eight with bet 365. And I'm also taking Falkirk to beat East Fife and score two goals at 4-5 to five in League One. And in Norway? And in Norway, um, probably still to decide. But I think at the moment, looking at goals at Mjorn Dahl and Vibran and Christiansen v Rosenborg, that could be an over 2.5 goals double. And from the Obus League, I'll be taking Stark via Sana over 3.5 match goals at 11 to 10. Okay. David, your best bets for the weekend? Uh, yeah, I was uh, piggybacking on the Edinburgh City bet. Um, I don't need to. See. I was on Edinburgh City just to win. That was nineteen to twenty, which is also good value. But to go to Norway, um, Elite Stadium, um, Viking minus one point oh in the Asian handicap to beat Sandefjord. That was two point one five, and also um, Lillestrøm to win Drono bet. That was one point nine. Um, yeah, 1.9 against uh, Sarpsborg and also quite likely Lifstrom to score at least two goals. That was 2.37. That's all about 365. Um, as as always, I will be posting a blog and I'll probably have some more Norwegian bets on there, to, uh, including some Obos League and stuff as well. So hopefully some more, more to come. Yep, so that blog address is davidweatherstonfootball.com and it's always good for a read up on what's happening in Norway. Uh, so make sure you check that out. And that's us for this weekend. Don't forget you can follow the guys on Twitter at brownie84greg and at dweatherston11. Uh, won't be a podcast next week with it being the international break. We will probably be too drunk anyway since they <laughs> announced his, his arrival in Scotland at some point next week. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, and of course if you want more tips like these then make sure you join Greg's Telegram channel where he posts his best bets daily just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details on how to sign up so thank you very much for listening and uh, best of luck with your bets this weekend thank you and good luck cheers thank you